So Money episode 651, Erica Duran, business coach and host of the podcast, The Erica Duran Show. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Hey, you're listening to So Money, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Farnoosh Tarabi wishing you all a wonderful Monday, Monday, November 13th, 2017. Our guest today is an expert in minimalist luxury. Can you even put those two words in the same sentence, minimalist and luxury? Don't they negate each other, kind of? Our guest begs to differ. She is Erica Duran, and she is first and foremost a business coach who has adopted this unique lifestyle that she calls minimalist luxury. So of course, we're going to dive into this. What does this look like? How can we maybe emulate this? Now, in terms of possessions, she has a suitcase, a laptop, a phone, and her dogs. She ain't kidding. She is minimalist. But the catch is that she does also get to live in luxury resorts. And how she gets to do that is also something that we unfold on the podcast. Erica has got a podcast of her own. It's called The Erica Duran Show. And as a business coach, she gives guidance and support to mainly service-based entrepreneurs so they can build their businesses while working from pretty much anywhere. You know, these lifestyle entrepreneurs, these nomadic entrepreneurs, if you're interested in pursuing this lifestyle, make sure to keep listening. We talk about how she helps these folks not just work from anywhere, but actually earn up to $20,000 per month consistently. So if you want to learn how to live a minimalist luxury lifestyle, learn how to work from anywhere, and also learn how to make $20,000 a month, this episode is for you. Here we go. Here's Erica Duran. Erica Duran, welcome to So Money. I uh, am really, really interested in learning about your minimalist lifestyle. It's a huge trend right now, and I think we can learn so much from you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm so excited. Now, your take on minimalism is this expression that you've coined called minimalist luxury. Can you tell us what that means and and bring it to life for us? Yeah, well, it kind of came about because I myself am a minimalist and a digital nomad. So I'm an entrepreneur that can work from anywhere. A lot of entrepreneurs can work from anywhere online, but they just don't. They don't get up and go. So um, the minimalist luxury part came in uh, for infusing more of me into my brand because I really enjoy luxury experiences and luxury resorts. Um, I didn't want to be the type of digital nomad that kind of backpacks it through and it's kind of a vagabond. So it was kind of just a perfect mesh that came together for me with meshing my life with my brand. And uh, tell us about what you do and how what you do plugs into this lifestyle. Yeah. So I'm a business coach and I help people uh, start or grow their business mostly online because we also build in all the systems and automation and website for the person once we know what their business is going to be and their model. Uh, But I also have a, a podcast and web TV show where I've 
uh, was able to get uh, re- luxury resorts to sponsor these shows. So I get to stay at them and we put uh, commercials and information about the resort in- inside the show. But the show is about entrepreneurism and uh, productivity and all things internet marketing. But um, we have the little commercial breaks with the resorts. Essentially, it feeds itself, right? The advertising feeds the podcast, the podcast feeds the lifestyle. Tell us, tell us kind of like the system behind your work life balance. Uh, the system is I work pretty much three days a week. So I only take coaching calls Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the rest of the time I'm either off or creating content, which is fun for me. It's, it's kind of a hobby too. So I don't totally see that as work. Um, but that's kind of the system. And then every fourth week of the month, uh, we have uh, implementation week. So my clients are implementing things and I can either implement a big project or take it off. Did you have a period where you remember thinking, I need to make a shift to this lifestyle. Let me change how I'm working. What you were doing wasn't fulfilling. What was that moment? Or have you always been this brilliant about (laughs) about approaching life and work? No, I, um, I went to college. I have a hotel restaurant degree. I worked at Disneyland for five years. I worked in every, wait a minute, wait a minute. You worked at Disneyland. What what, were you a character? I mean, everyone's a character, right? Everyone's in character at Disney. Yeah. (laughs) This is a so money question (laughs) right here because I actually tried out for characters and, and got the job, but I found out that the restaurants made double the money. So I mm. became a restaurant manager instead because of the money. <laughs> I mean, and also I would imagine a little easier on uh, the body. You're not walking around like wearing a big costume with a mask. Yeah. Well, I was going to be a face character, so um, no mask, but yeah, um, I'm I'm not that great with children. Like, a, like Cinderella was, or, or... Yeah, Snow White, uh, Belle, Aww. someone like that. Yeah, but I'm not that great with children, so I was happy <laughs> to be in a restaurant. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, okay. And just to answer your question, when I was... Um, getting married and getting all the wedding registries, I've been married twice in the past, and it just felt like... I was commuting to a job I didn't like and in traffic and working 60, 70 hours on call 24-7 working at hotels because they're apparently 24-7 open and um, coming home on the weekends and spending the entire weekend either researching something to buy, shopping for something, cleaning something, Mm -hmm. taking care of something or decluttering and donating something and itemizing it for my taxes. (laughs) Like my whole life kind of, I just started realizing my whole life is revolving around my stuff. And then I also realized that I'm driving an hour in traffic both ways to work at a computer that I have at home. Like it just didn't make any sense to me. And I started thinking this way and it was around 2006 and uh, Tim Ferriss's book came out for our work week. And I was like, okay, now there's validation for the way I'm thinking. And so I pretty much sold everything, the house and everything. And I just took what I absolutely needed and moved to a uh, beach apartment in, in Orange County in Newport beach from my you know, typical Orange County picket fence house that I had when I was married and just absolutely got rid of everything I didn't need. And then from there, it slowly, I got rid of more and more stuff till now. I just have 
uh, my suitcase with some clothes, laptop, my dogs, and um, <laughs> my juicer. That's pretty funny. Your juicer. Um, juicer, yeah. Juice <laughs> so is expensive. If, you're, can juice, yeah. <laughs> if you can juice yourself, you're saving a lot of money. Yeah, uh, just the essentials. <laughs> so when you purged all of this stuff and you had this epiphany, like my life is just, my life tasks are revolving around a lifestyle that I don't even really like. Essentially, that's what I'm hearing. Did it, would this, did this coincide with the divorce uh, or what your first marriage? I'm not sure how that may have impacted also how you were feeling. Yeah, a little bit of this, the second marriage at this point, because um, he, well, he wanted to be an entrepreneur and have a business so badly. He didn't like his job either. He was commuting, but there was just so much fear. He was a little bit older than me and, and in another generation. And just that little bit uh, of that difference, I think, and the, and the, just the paralyzing fear of um, not having a steady paycheck, I think mm-hmm. was a big impact because our, our goals changed. So mm-hmm. most of, and he was brought up as, you know, you get that, you go to college, you get the house, you get the picket fence, you get married and you don't sell everything and move to the beach. <laughs> well, the way you were describing your previous life, I think that's a lot of us, you know, I, I relate to how you were living. Um, I have a lot of to do's. I have a long checklist of things and I, I, I don't, feel this need to downsize as aggressively as you did. I don't, I would love to live by the beach, but for everybody who wants to do what you've done, what's the advice? I mean, you have a very personal journey that is specific to how you managed it. But in general, if somebody wants to pursue a minimalist luxury lifestyle or just a minimalist lifestyle and they're, they're overwhelmed right now with everything from paperwork to all the different places they have to be and the the responsibilities that they have, how do they start downsizing? Yeah, it's interesting you ask because for a really long time when I did move to the uh, beach apartment, I became a professional organizer because I wanted to help other people purge and get rid of stuff and have a lifestyle that they really wanted instead of trying to fit into the mold. So I did that for years and years and years. And we actually uh, got them to get rid of their stuff because we would sell it on consignment for them. And so it was a whole system where we sold their stuff to fund their new lifestyle. Hmm. So that was what we, that's what I personally did to try to conquer the clutter in California. (laughs) Conquer the clutter in California, where I think the average, every person has on average three cars. I read that. I think and that, none of them fit in the garage. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are three cars for every individual in California. I think that's because there are a lot of rich people who have like Jay Leno garages, uh, <laughs> and that tilts the scale a little bit. But definitely, California is a state of accumulation. It seems, um, and that's brilliant. Yeah. So getting rid of stuff that you can then use to feed your passion, business, side hustle, whatever that is, that will be more meaningful and fulfilling to you. Awesome. In your business, I understand you help business owners, um, basically, particularly service-based entrepreneurs, build their business and work from anywhere. And and you've helped them learn how to make consistent income of up to $20,000 per month. Can you share some of your advice? I mean, I know that every business is different, but are there some common threads that we can all learn from? Yeah, I think some common threads that I mostly help people with is 
packaging up their services in a way that's attractive to their ideal clients. Uh, We also focus a lot on uncovering someone's ideal client so that the marketing and the branding and the packaging and the offering matches who they're going after. We keep them very focused. And this keeps them from getting overwhelmed online and running all over Twitter and Facebook and running all over the place with webinars and all that crazy stuff. It really focuses them so they don't have to work so hard. We also teach a lot of sales conversations and how to run those um, so they're not feeling slimy or icky Mm -hmm. when they're selling. Uh, we, We pull a lot of pieces of their story out. So it's more of storytelling than marketing. Uh, We do a lot of attraction marketing so people don't feel like they're hustling so hard. So I call it hustling with aloha because my um, (laughs) brand is all based in Hawaii. (laughs) Nice. I like that. Hustling with aloha. Mm -hmm. What's your financial (laughs) philosophy, Erica? Um, Like a a mantra I have is there's more where that came from if I'm about to make a big investment or something. It just, Mm -hmm. money comes in and out and it just makes me feel less clutchy <laughs> to mm-hmm. it by saying there's more where that came from. I like that. It's this concept of feeling like the world is a place of abundance, you know, and that money is always out there and it's just a matter of strategizing, working and manifesting. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I, you know, manifesting is a fun word, but honestly, like you have to put in the work. You can't just like Right. Light right. Candles. You can't just sit on your meditation yeah. pillow all day. <laughs> there is that famous story, though, of Jim Carrey, who wrote himself a check for $20 million when he was starting out in his career. And then that was actually what he got paid to be in The Mask. Yeah, I've heard that. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it works, but you have to work as well. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. He didn't just sit at home and do his impersonations to his dog. Like he was out there <laughs> sharing his talents with the world, probably, you know, getting rejected along the way and then landing the mask. Right. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Uh, were your parents financially savvy? Did you learn a lot about money growing up? I didn't. It was pretty traditional upper middle class. Um, but my dad and mom were very, very passionate about their experiences. So the house repairs kind of weren't always done in a timely manner, but they would go on um, big Well, separately, actually, it's funny because my mom was a travel agent. She would go on these uh, trips, free trips, so she can get familiar with the area. And my dad was a big uh, hunter, actually a famous hunter kind of. And Mm. uh, he would take these big safaris and uh, go to Alaska and do all these crazy experiences. So they did instill the experience piece with Mm me over things. Uh, And it's also a big part of the minimalism because my mom, because my dad was hunting. So my mom took me on her fam trips uh, as a travel agent. And I would, I realized when I was a little kid that, man, we're just, we just only have our suitcase right now and we're having more fun than we do at home. And these hotels are just immaculate all the time. There's no clutter. And so that's when I was like six, seven, eight years old, really what probably triggered all this. I think living in a hotel can be so much fun. It is. I actually did for a long time, um, even as a career, because I was the on-site manager. So that is a way, too, that you can live at a hotel. Is there to, you go. <laughs> yeah. And then now the with the resorts, the resorts don't always, the scheduling conflicts and stuff don't always work out. And then I end up at a vacation rental or an Airbnb. So that's how I get around that. 
Yeah, I, I would imagine that any job that can that includes free housing as part of it, the you know the perk is probably hard to to, to say no to. It is. And everything was paid for cable, internet, some, some food because they had a breakfast thing. And I was, I was an idiot. I was 24 and didn't save any money. Um, so yeah, I learned from that, but yeah, it was a great experience. Wow. Tell us about your so money moment. There have probably been many, but, but give us your favorite. Yeah. I think the one that sticks out to me is, selling my first coaching package Mm -hmm. for $5,000 because I was just kind of doing the $50 hour session or the $90 hour session. And when I finally understood packaging and sold that, it was a big moment because before I made, I had a few big deals, um, but they were more like retainers for website or SEO work. It wasn't really what I wanted to do, which was the coaching and helping people with their models and sales and everything. So um, that's probably the biggest moment Mm. that sticks out for me. And you you felt that you were that you were worth it, right? And maybe that was sort of like the behavioral, the mindset gap that you had to close was that you're actually worth that value. Yeah, I I had to realize that I was already doing all this work, but not charging for it because I was doing websites for people and social media and SEO. But in order to get their website up, I had to teach them everything about business and copywriting and marketing to get their website up. And Mm -hmm. so I was, I kind of realized, Hey, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm doing business coaching stuff, but I'm not getting paid any of it. Right. Okay. Biggest money failure. Um, I wouldn't call it a, a failure per se, but I, um, I was a seminar junkie in the nineties and I would go to these real estate seminars in Orange County and I would buy like all the stuff and it wouldn't get, I mean, I devoured it, but I never really made a return on my investment. They didn't just get dusty on the shelf. I read every page, Mm. but Um, they, I think because I didn't have like a mentor or someone keeping me accountable or, or there's a gap between reading about it and doing it. And I didn't have that person helping me. Yeah. That's a hard thing to regret necessarily. I mean, it's education, right? You learn from it. It's like saying, Mm -hmm. I regret, you know, taking that course in college. Although in your case, you know, maybe you wouldn't have minded getting that money back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a lot of money. I feel like we're sort of in a a new place now where people are, I know people who just buy a lot of online courses Mm -hmm. and then never take the course, you know, making other people very rich, but then they themselves, and I have two, I've I've actually signed up for courses. I'll admit um, there have been two specifically that I signed up and they're collecting dust, virtual dust. Yeah, I have. I've created many online programs. And what I did to prevent that now is I have the online course, but it they still get live group phone calls twice a month. So they still can call in and ask questions. So I kind of made a little hybrid online course where they can still access me. That's good. All right. Let's talk about your best number one financial habit. Um, well, I use the Acorn app, but I think there's a better yeah. habit that I've thought of. Um, the Acorn app helps you put little tiny yes. bits of money so you don't get um, scared when there's like thousands of dollars leaving your account. But I 
also uh, realized that I grab a calendar every month and I kind of play like money bingo with it. So every day I try to get some sort of income and write it down on this calendar or use an electronic calendar. So you want every single day to have some court sort of income, just even if you find money in the street, um, to, to just fill out the whole blackout calendar. <laughs> so I play bingo with my calendar. <laughs> it's nice. To, uh, that way you, you feel like, you know, uh, the money is continuing to come in. Like you said, there's always money out there. The world is abundant. And I think that's a nice visual reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it makes it like a game too. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Let's do some so money fill in the blanks, shall we? Of course. (laughs) All right. If I won the lottery tomorrow, the first thing I would do is? I would give more to animal charities and invest some back in my business. But the animal charities are really important to me because they can't defend themselves. Mm. Yeah, it's so such a shame what's what's happened, you know, with every nat- natural disaster, the hurricanes, the the fires in Napa and Sonoma. And you wonder, I mean, obviously, like human lives are at risk, but also like we forget sometimes about the animals who are so victim are such victims. Yeah, I totally can't watch that stuff. It's really it. hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never owned a pet other than fish. Oh. But I know. But my husband's an uh, just a big dog lover. He grew up with dogs. And I think that's going to be in our future once we get a bigger place, maybe a backyard. I feel bad keeping a dog in a New York City apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would wait till you got a yard. Just or a little patch of green, you know. Um, all right. When I splurge and coming from the luxury, minimalist luxury diva, <laughs> um, when I splurge, I like to spend my money on. I upgrade if I'm traveling because I I'm so much more productive when I'm comfortable. So I'll upgrade to business class or first class and views. For some reason, views are super important to me. So if I I will always upgrade to get a better view at a Mm, hotel, a better view. (laughs) I got to do more of that. You know, that's important. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's, I, I just it's the same price, and you know, they'll just move move you if you if you ask nicely. Yeah, if you ask nicely, they often give you free upgrades. And I kind of tell them, you know, it, my videos for your resort will look so much better if there I had a go. better That's, view. Well, yeah. in, in that case, well, they'd be yeah. silly not to move you. It's um, <laughs> good business for them. All right. One thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is? I think mentorship, like I said before, if... I always have a mentor now. Uh, in the 90s, I didn't. And, and that's why those programs didn't really work out for me. Mm-hmm. Who's your mentor now? It's a another business coach, actually. We all need our own business coach because we can't see our own mistakes. So uh, it's a business coach named Jessica Caver-Lindholm. Growing up, the one thing I wish I had learned about money is? That... Credit cards aren't bad or evil. They're mm-hmm. just a tool. If you use them wisely, uh, there aren't too many options as entrepreneurs to fund your business in the very beginning. And a lot of us use our credit cards. And um, you get also the other benefit is you get so many travel points if you run your Facebook ads and your website stuff all through your credit card. I agree. The, the debt is not. The like the credit card is not the culprit when you have debt, right? It's it's the person that's using the credit card. 
we are kind of already answered, kind of answered this one through your answer of the, what you would do with a million bucks, but, uh, or the lottery. But when I donate, I like to give to blank because. Yeah, I'd still stick with my answer, animal charities, because they can't speak up for themselves. (laughs) All right. Erica Duran, finally, I am so money because. I help other people become so money and up-level their mindset, business, and lifestyle. Thank you so much, Erica. Tell us how we can learn more about you. Yeah, my online home is at ericaduran.co. And from there, there's links to all my other websites and social media and everything. And I would love to uh, connect with anyone on Facebook, Twitter, or anything. Just shoot me a message. I'm really easy to find and I'm really responsive to those. Yep. You you have a minimalist life. So I would imagine (laughs) like you have undivided attention a lot of the times. Exactly. you're just not distracted like everybody else is. (laughs) Thank you so much for inspiring us. Really, truly, um, we could learn so much from your lifestyle and we appreciate you sharing the behind the scenes. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to Erica for stopping by. Her podcast, again, is The Erica Duran Show. She has a website at ericaduran.co, and she's on Twitter at ericaduranintl. Thanks to everybody who's been leaving reviews on iTunes. I don't know what is in the air or in the water, but y'all are going to iTunes in droves and leaving reviews, five-star reviews. Thank you very much. It's sort of unsolicited, which makes it amazing to see these five-star reviews, which as you know, iTunes pays very close attention to how listeners feel about every show. And they're when they see positive reviews, they're more likely to give you nice ranking in the store. And uh, we've been very privileged to have some great positioning in the iTunes store and in the podcast app. So thanks to everybody who's been leaving reviews. If you'd like to ask a question for the Friday episodes of Ask Farnoosh, just go to somoneypodcast.com and click on Ask Farnoosh. And if you want to co-host, because that's what I do now, I like to co-host with listeners, you and I could connect. While you're at somoneypodcast.com, when you're clicking on Ask Farnoosh, let me know there too that you'd like to co-host and uh, hopefully we'll make it happen. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and I hope your day is so money. Money.